I think he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And Biden has lived by the issue of COVID. And now it's transparently rising against him. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Okay, Dick Morris. Dick Morris, uh, former uh, big-time Clinton advisor, now hates their stake and guts. He's made a. He's got a whole second. Remember, wasn't he the guy that hooked up with that prostitute around the swimming pool that one time? And that's kind of when his star fell. And now he's just he hates Democrats, and he's making a whole second career about hating Democrats, which is fine. I got no problem with that. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean. It's raining. It's really bad out there. It's flash flooding. I think Don Morgan was. We got a watch or a warning in effect now till noon. I believe a a, a watch. Okay, a warning. Warning. Okay, so it can come up on you. You can uh, you can be just driving along, and along comes the water, or you could be thinking you're going through a simple pool uh, or puddle of water, and perhaps uh, it's not so uh, shallow as you think. So please be careful out there. Again, bad weather uh, up until noon is what we're saying here at your extreme weather station. Severe weather station. Uh, Chris Glasgow has turned off all the lights in the studio and the station, so it's it's kind of like the good old days when we. we when the sun would go down, we'd be doing the show in the dark. It is. It's a little dark in here. But just be careful and take your time. Take your time. Uh, I can't see you at all. That's probably best. Well, I look like hell these days. Well, <laughs> You're not missing anything. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a s- smarty pants or anything. All I can see is the white from your beard. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that damn white in that damn beard. <laughs> it's all I see is. Like this ball of cotton. <laughs> if I shaved around. it off, I would just disappear right. in the dark, man. You're fluttering around in there. That's why I keep track of where you are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, be careful out there. Be careful out there with the, uh, with, the with the conditions right now, uh, at least until noon. We've got a map of uh, roads that are flooded in the area. Oh, do we? Do we? Okay. You put it on the website. Oh, cool. Okay. San Antonio news page of KTSA.com. So, uh, you know, if you think you're, you gotta be, if you're getting ready to go out, go, go off to work or, you know, row off to work, <laughs> jet ski off to work, uh, check the radar, KTSA.com first and, uh, and see what kind of water action, flooding action is going on in your part of the world. Uh, phone lines again are open 210-599-5555. Um, well, yeah, we, we, we need a, a border czar, uh, well, you know, I, first off, I hate the usage of the word czar because first off, they've never spelled it right. And secondly, you know, I, I don't even know what that means. What is a czar uh, in regards to the, we, we, we have people who should be taking care of that situation and are not. I mean, Henry, Henry Cuellar is, you know, God bless him. I, I'm not disagreeing with him that we need new leadership in the, on the border in some regard, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just ain't going to happen. A story. My wife and I were tracking this over the weekend. You know, obviously, we, we, you know, now we got three damn family members who, who are at risk. And so she tracks all the COVID stuff and the Delta stuff. And we're always watching what's going on. And you have all kinds of folks coming in across the border, tens of thousands of people coming across the border and into culminating in the millions here in just a handful of months. Uh, they're getting put on buses in Del Rio. We had a bunch of Haitians. That were, uh, in, uh, despite Greg Abbott's, the governor's, uh, executive action on transporting migrants. We used to call them illegals. Now they're migrants. Uh, just put them on some vans and start driving them towards San Antonio. So they're probably here by now. The total number of border patrol agents, uh, in the Rio Grande Valley in Del Rio, uh, six border agents now have contracted COVID. Got about a thousand folks a day coming across the border in Del Rio. Uh, increasingly, aren't you seeing the the memes uh, that one way or the other say, um, "If you're so serious about COVID, why aren't you closing the border?" Nah, that's racist and xenophobic, man. That's you're being a meanie head if you want to, if you if you want if you want to stop the flow of illegal migrants. Across, across the border. Well, you're just being a hateful meanie head. You're xenophobe. Do you ever get the feeling that most people that say xenophobe don't know exactly what it means? So, you know, I it, it's it's a bunch of crap, but I got Fauci, Fauci, that little tchotchke, you know? You, 
You ought to be able to get Fauci at Peter Piper for like 20 tickets. You know what I'm saying? With some licorice. Who gives a crap what that guy says about anything anymore? But you got to mask up. Numbers are getting bad. It's not about your personal choice. I'm paraphrasing. You know, it's not about an individual right anymore. It's about wearing a mask and, you know, saving people and being a good American and doing what we tell you to do. Why anybody considers uh, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci to be a credible expert on anything is mystifying to me. On that side of the aisle, I don't he's never claimed to be, I don't know, I guess he's a Democrat, I don't know, he might as well be one. But you ever notice they can find out that they're lying outright, it just doesn't matter? <laughs> he's still, the, for, the, for the moron crowd, okay, he's, he and Walensky are still the go-to people on this thing. When you asked him about the border a few months ago, what was his reaction? Well, that's not my area of expertise, but I thought infectious diseases were. We got a crap load of them coming across the border. So yeah, a czar, you know, a, I don't know, a border king, you know, a border emperor. I, I don't care what you get, you know, do something. But nothing, something isn't going. That's the problem. Something isn't going to happen. You make it appropriate. Border jefe. <laughs> border jefe is that what you said? <laughs> something, anything, man. You know, I don't know, even a guy with a couple of flags trying to wave people back across the border. Anything would be better than nothing. You're, you're not doing anything right now. Oh, no, you people go back. Mm-mm, I got flags. I'm sending you back. Something, anything. You know, but they don't care. And uh, Well, they don't care because it serves a political purpose. Now, wrap your stinking noggin around that for a second. You and I get, dra- now, not because you know, I'm vaccinated. I don't know if you're vaccinated or not. But the unvaccinated and I guess now vaccinated people who aren't wearing stinking masks, we get dressed down every single day in this country. We're horrible people. It's like I said on Friday, just by going on the air, I'm killing people, man. Because I'm not here going, get vaccinated, put on a mask, get back. You know, I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm doing. It's not my trip, man. You figure it out for yourself. Get maskinated. Get maskinated now or people will die. You know, we got to listen to that crap every single stinking day. Tucker Carlson is the new Joseph Stalin of the of the of the vi- of the of the pandemic. You know, he's just greasing people left and right by doing his show. <laughs> Meanwhile, the very same people are totally cool with with all of these folks rolling across the border every single day, coughing on their water burgers. Coughing the COVIDs all over their, you know, honey barbecue chicken strip sandwiches. Where's the bus? You know, there, there's the bus. Go, no, please, not in my direction. Just head in the direction of the bus. Cough in the direction of the bus. Get on the bus. The bus will take you to Massachusetts. You know, I mean, that's and they're just piling them on buses. We're running out of stinking buses. But, I, but it's all about me not wearing a mask, even though I'm vaccinated. Water-sizing the COVID. <laughs> Water-sizing the COVID. How to supersize a pandemic. Cough your COVID coughing ass off at a Whataburger. That's how you do it. Hawk a couple of loogies towards the condiment aisle there. You know, I mean, it's like a little, a little pathetic at this point. Was another meme I saw where it was an obvious Caucasian who had put on, like, you know, the typical big sombrero and a big stupid fake mustache and a poncho. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm driving down to Mexico so I can cross over so people leave me alone about wearing a mask. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're a migrant, it's okay. If you're an American citizen and you're not wearing a mask, whether this, whatever your vaccination status is, you're killing people. But you migrants are, you're okay. Get on the bus. <laughs> Bienvenidos. What? Do what? Bienvenidos. That's what I was going to say. What? Uh, you know, you're all right. Just get on the stinking bus. No worries. Just cover your mouth. <laughs> it's absurd, man. All right. We'll take a break. We'll go to the phones. 210-599-5555. 
210-599-5555. It's uh, Sean. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Still kind of nasty outside, so please be careful. Watch for flash flooding. On your severe weather station, keep listening. Right, we have uh, the latest radar on the uh, website, KTSA.com, as far as where the bad areas are. But looking for uh, for things that remain bad until uh, around noon. So be careful out there. We're talking about the border and COVID and how even Nurdenburg is out there, you know. Mask up. Time to mask up. We're saving children's lives. Governors, you doesn't care about people's lives. And Fauci and all the rest of them, you know, mask, 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 masks. Get vaccinated, vaccinated. Get maskinated, as Chris said. Meanwhile, uh, you know, got about tens of thousands of people coming across the border every single stinking day. They're coughing their COVID on the water burger there, and they're, we're putting them on buses. Nobody cares. <laughs> Run that by me again. Here's Burl. Burl, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, Sean. Thanks for having me on, man. Sure, man. What are you thinking? All right. So I, I think I, I think this may be a uh, winning idea in getting this whole uh, border thing uh, under control. So everybody knows the Democrats are responsible for, uh, you know, all these illegals flooding across the border. Right. So, uh, they can't they can't advertise their party, but the Republicans can. What, why, we should, like, get a bunch of water bottles, print labels on them saying, you know, vote Republican, the party that wants to put you to work, you know, the party that wants jobs for the people. Because they're coming across a lot of them for jobs. Right. And and our party is trying to get America back to work, the economy, you know, they're for the working class uh, people. And so why don't, why don't the Republicans advertise – on the border to vote Republican for all the illegals to see. And uh, that'll get the Democrats in gear real quick, I would think, to, uh, you know, stop stop the flow of Republican. Yeah. Republican in other words, try to, in other words try to, in a sense, try to beat them at their own game, you know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's a fascinating idea. I appreciate the call, Burl. I, I don't know if that would if that would pan out or if you, you – because Republicans mostly also uh, are pissed off about the rule of law being flouted. Because the people coming across the border are breaking the law. Point number one is they're breaking the law. Point number two is they're being encouraged to break the law by either being promised stuff when they get here or what have you, or just by virtue of the fact that we don't shut them down if they have COVID. I mean, we're getting overwhelmed. They have these, some of these facilities are only supposed to hold like a thousand people. And, uh, some of them are hold, you know, they're upwards of 3,000 folks. They're getting the, the word I kept hearing over the weekend was overwhelmed. Our border patrol people, our folks down there, our national guard, they're they're getting overwhelmed because the influx of folks is so intense and so vast. Um. Oh, here's Steve. Steve, how you doing, brother? Hey, Sean. Thank hey. you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, uh, last week, you guys uh, briefly mentioned Scarlett Johansson. She made a movie a while back called The Island. And this movie is kind of like Divergent, uh, Acelium, I think, Elysium, uh, uh, Equilibrium, and even, yes, Soylent Green. They all have one thing in common. They all have the elite keeping the public in fear, in uniformity, and in conformity. Mm. Everyone has to wear the same uniform. They have to conform. They have to be uniform, except for the elite. And they do so by keeping them afraid and by keeping them and by lying to them. Right. And, th- and I also, when I watch those movies, I think, how did it get to that point? In equilibrium, they have to take a serum daily. Right. They have to log the serum. They have to keep track of the serum. And they have to take it daily. And if they don't, they can be reported and, and arrested. And I and I, I watch it. And the island is the same thing. They all are following along, doing the same thing. But I, I always thought, how did they get to that point? And we're then I there. Realized we're, we're watching it right now. We're watching it get to the point to where 
Everyone is uniform. Everyone conforms except for Nancy Pelosi and the elites. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to, right? Because Lori Lightfoot's still going to kick it at, uh, you know, at Lollapalooza, you know. Pelosi doesn't seem to give a crap about wearing a mask one way or the other, and that she, well, otherwise, but she also wants to bust you if you come into the chambers without wearing one. It very much is like that. I was talking to my wife over the weekend, Steve, that it's, that's kind of the, the, for me personally, that's the depressing part of it. Apart from the ruin and the awfulness that's coming along with it. Uh, but the idea that we have allowed ourselves to get there. Because we, we're, we're there. Uh, the elites are running the show. At least they are for the moment. And, uh, fear is, is obviously the currency of choice when it comes to how do you leverage people? How do you pressure people into doing what you want? Whether it's getting you to vote for them or just getting you to comply. You know, we're there. You're right. It's, I said this over the, I posted this. It's like, I can't tell if, if I'm in an alien experiment or a really bad movie. Cause it feels, and it's real life, man. The common thread is that they lie to the people. Right. They keep them in fear. They keep them divided. And don't forget, the elite also includes our judge and our illustrious mayor. They're not wearing masks. They're not following procedures that they're wanting to impose on the rest of us. Right. I agree, man. I appreciate the call, Steve, as usual. 210-599-5555. Here's Rex. Rex, how you doing? Hey, good. Thank you for having me on, Sean. Sure. I have a, a solution uh, for those who do not want to get vaccinated, but their employers are forcing them to get in back to, to get vaccinated. Mm. They need to contact an employment attorney and have an employer liability contract drawn up where the employer takes full liability for any side effects, including death that may occur as a result of the vaccine and take care of that person for life. Also, employees need to contact their insurance companies to make sure that their insurance companies do cover side effects and if their life insurance is going to cover death as a result of the vaccine since it's experimental and not approved by the FDA. These are serious questions that uh, employees need to be asking their employers who are forcing them to take a vaccine because that's not Mm. part of your employment. Right. And uh, these type of addendums need to be drawn up and uh, attached to employees' employment agreements. Right. I agree, man. It's good advice, Rex. Thanks for the call, brother. 210-599-5555. On a lesser note, a much lesser note, yesterday was the 40th stinking birthday of freaking MTV, so we'll... Talk about that happy crap when we get back, just to lighten the load a bit on a Monday, on a rainy Monday. Be careful out there. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. This is my dumb little show. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Well, I spent the first half hour talking about the COVIDs and the border. That's depressing as hell. But so here's a, here's a, ha- here's a couple of happy, happy pop culture stories. Yesterday was the 40th birthday of MTV. Now, given that they only didn't suck for about seven years, what the hell are they doing for the, yes, the, the other uh, 33 years? Well, see, when we were coming back, I thought you were channeling Pauly Shore for a second. We're back. <laughs> Polly Shore, what's that weasel noise he used to make? That's it. Don't be harshing my buzz, brah. Wheeze the juice. Oh, that's right. Remember when he, when he was still interesting? You know, so MTV was good for about a handful of years. Did it even make it out of the 80s? Not really. Think about that. When they start, 1983? Was that 40 years ago? I don't know. My math ain't too good anymore. 81. 81. And by 88, 89, they sucked. So, I mean, what? <laughs> well, because by 89, they're playing all, they got the stupid, you know, game shows. Right. Now, Beavis and Butthead used to crack me up. That was a stupid little cartoon. I enjoyed it. But then they, once they got, real world was probably 90s, right? Was it about ni- 90? Yeah, 91, 92. Then they started there. to suck. Yeah. They were still showing the predominantly videos. You know, uh, but they really flew off the rails. But in the day, it was great. And you and Trey and I were talking about this, and you and Trey, we've been talking about this all morning because we're old farts, so we remember when it first went on the air and how cool it was, and you just always had it on. Yeah. 
you learned yeah. about a lot of cool new bands that way. And we're thinking about some of our favorite videos, you know, over the years. And, uh, you know, I think NXS Need You Tonight was one of my favorites. Uh, you two did a, a bunch of, a bunch of great videos for, for MTV. Uh, right. Peter Gabriel. Pretty much anything he did was cool because it was weird. Right. To me, I kind of do, I kind of lost interest when they started to take it too seriously. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I loved it when Got it pretentious. was pretentious. Yeah, and I loved it when it was fun. Like I mentioned earlier this morning, the two that jump out to me when I think about it: "Hot for Teacher" by Van Halen <laughs> and "Safety Dance." And without hats. we could die. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. It was. I thought they were just a lot of fun. So by the time they get to the nine inch nails, Trent Reznor phase. Yeah, just you know. See, I like that that one video closer to God. I thought that video was was right. very special. I mean, don't get me um, wrong. Every now and then, there was one that was more serious that was actually done very well. Right. You know, we mentioned REM a little while ago. Uh, but um, what we didn't mention were the the worst videos ever. Yeah. And there was there were many, and and they would pick up, they would add more to that category right. as the years rolled on. I think the worst abomination ever. First off, thanks for putting all that freaking Michael Jackson. I, I think Michael Jackson's music sucked. I, I hated it back then, and I hate it now. And he, what, you listening to you and Ware gush about Thriller, and it's like, ah, oh, what a piece of crap that was. It was so stupid. You know, and when he's filming his parts, you know, did they have the two Corys sitting on his lap drinking Jesus juice in between <laughs> no, he did not either. <laughs> Vincent Price. It's like, what is this unholy crap? I just, I, I was I was not a fan of, uh, you know, I was a Prince guy. I think people kind of divided into either you were Michael Jackson or Prince. I was definitely in the Prince camp. Mm-hmm. I loved his music. Plus, he only you know messed around with adults, so legal adults. So I thought that was cool. And some real good looking. And some really, really, <laughs> really good looking ones. Damn you, Prince! But uh, you know, but uh, um, I think bar none, the worst video ever broadcast ever. Every copy should be discovered and destroyed utterly. Dancing in the streets with Mick Jagger. And David Bowie, a low point for David Bowie, a low a low point for Major Tom there. Oh God! Watch that guy. Did you guys like hop in the sack right before you 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 film this? <laughs> Remember when they're shaking their skinny little asses right into the camera? I was like, oh, stop! Oh, oh! Ain't about being homophobic or anti-bisexual or anything, but it's like, can you guys just get a room, man? Right. Can you and can you and uh, 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 Major Tom just go get a room somewhere, or or a, a yurt? You know, go crawl into a yurt somewhere <laughs> and mess around. Did you have to? Do we? Did we have to suffer that to the rest of the human race? Remember when Family Guy? Family Guy. There was an episode of Family Guy where, for some reason, they played the entire video during an episode. Yeah, he said that happened, and we let it happen. And we let it happen. <laughs> Oh, God, that video. <laughs> I still have nightmares. Right. It was a little bizarre. Bizarre? Yeah. It was icky and gay and not in a fun way, man. I got nothing against gay people, but oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't like when they're singing face to face? No! Yeah. They're going to start licking on each other's necks like Dr. Frankenfurter. What the hell's going to happen here? <laughs> it's horrible, man. <laughs> What the hell was David Bowie wearing? You know, I the weird trench coat, the Rick Astley trench coat he had going there. That was the one moment when David Bowie just wasn't cool. You know, I'm not a huge Mick Jagger fan. I think he's a weirdo and he vibrates too much. But, you know, I, I, David Bowie was always cool, except for that one video. It's one like, time. man, you dropped the David Bowie ball in that in that video, okay? You were not, you were not Ziggy Stardust in that video. You were a weird-ass British, or I guess they're both British. You were some kind of weird hybrid of Rick Astley, rubbing your ass up against Mick Jagger. David Noe. David Noe. He was David Noe. <laughs> oh, that, that video was so icky. Anyway. <laughs> so MTV you know, sucks and nobody watches it anymore. Every, every time you talk about it, though, people go to YouTube and watch it. I know. Right. There's, there's Some of you out there are watching it right now. Right. Some of you folks who are under the age of 30, you're watching it right now. Oh, <laughs> well, they love Billie Eilish. They'll probably think it's a cool, happy video. Like, well, oh, they made happy videos back then. 
Now it's Billie Eilish on the stick and couch going, I had everything. Cutting in the streets. Cutting will be cutting. <laughs> oh, <God>. Cutting and cutting. <laughs> we'll be cutting. Cutting in mom's den. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> I'll cut some more. You bring the VIX 44. <laughs> We'll be cutting, cutting in mom's den. <laughs> Billy Eilish looks up at Lana Del Rey, and they do their own version of Dancing in the Streets, but it's cutting in mom's den. <laughs> <laughs> Text before that, and vodka, man, cutting. All right. Uh, it's Street. Doing duh. <laughs> like, duh. We're cutting in the den. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Okay, that was fun. Let's take a little breaky, wakey, wakey. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA dot com. <laughs> I'm Sean. This is my show. I'm here to brainwash you. To brainwash you into only supporting my opinions. I'm. Br- this is all code and dog whistles. I'm kidding. 210 I don't care. You gotta care about what people do and want to do to want to brainwash him. But there is a lot of brainwashing going on, and we'll, we'll discuss that uh, coming. It's very easy to wash the brain of a moron, though. I'm just saying you don't need a lot of detergent. You know, they're pretty well, easily washed in the brain. And they themselves frequently take them out and play with them all the time. Yeah, they do. They they wash their own brains. Sometimes they drop them on the kitchen floor and have to pick them up again and you know, dab them off the paper towel and put the brain back in. They're voting Democrat. Case in point, Austin and the Moral March for Democracy. Uh, Beto, that little lucky charm, that leprechaun, that dull shillelagh. He, uh, <laughs> he concluded his stupid march. For, they're, they're fighting voter suppression in the state of Texas, because obviously the only reason we want integrity in our elections is so black and brown people can't vote. And toss the gays in there, too. We don't want them voting either. And so Beto and his hippie idiot friends marched for, I don't know, what, 37 miles or something to Austin. Dude's got money, couldn't catch a ride. Uh, There's a busload of Haitians going by, he could have hopped a ride. At least as far as San Antonio. You know, so uh, he's there, and Beto's there. And, you know, and, and, and I, we brought this up on Where in Rima, but when it comes to, like, Willie, no, Willie was there, Willie did a brief concert. Willie is one of those guys, one of those, one of my favorite songwriters, performers of my life. You know, my old man was a huge outlaw country fan, so I grew up hearing all those dudes on my dad's eight-track tapes. And I myself, myself, am a huge Willie Nelson fan. And I, I can kind of just separate out his politics. You know, I, I don't his politics. He, everybody knows that Willie's liberal. He's <laughs> I saw him having a conversation. I was there on the Honeysuckle Rose 10 years ago when he's talking to Ray Benson and Kinky Freeman about Barack Obama and blah, blah, stinking blah. I didn't care. I don't think about it. He's Willie Nelson. You know, so I, it doesn't, because people are how can you support Willie Nelson when you know he's a Beto fan? So if you went back in time and started looking at the political views and worldview of many of your favorite artists, Beethoven was a horrible anti-Semite and racist. John Steinbeck was a communist. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't watch or listen to anybody or read anybody's books. The ones that I can't deal with are the ones who can't shut up about it. You know, you only really hear about Willie's politics, you know, when you're in a political season or creeping up on one. And even then, not much. Uh, Sean Penn, he was doing something over the weekend. I can't remember what the hell it was because I can't stand him. Like like guys like people who can't shut up about their politics 365 days a year 
and are really condescending about it. They're the ones like Sean Penn. I grew up thinking he was a great actor, and he is a great actor. But I, at some point, I, I lost all interest in his movies because I just keep seeing the 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 political dork, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. He brought us the Princess Bride for crying out loud. One of my favorite movies of all time. What a great movie! I love that movie. All right. But I, I, but Rob Reiner, you can't. He, he just can't every day. No, no tweet. What was it over the weekend? Big fat, that big fat brisket. Rob Reiner was going off. Uh, if Donald Trump's not held accountable, then democracy, our democracy is going to crumble. Yeah, our democracy is going to crumble if we don't put Donald Trump in jail. You know, did Andre the Giant like fall on you accidentally while you were shooting? Step on your head, meat head. You know what I mean? If Donald Trump put Donald Trump in jail, the democracy no, the democracy is going to crumble because you guys keep cheating elections using a pandemic. But Trump's the one that's got to go to jail. This word democracy, I do not think you know what it means. So it's guys like that I can't separate it out from. You know what I mean? But Willie, ah, eh, you know, it's Al cool. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of political stuff from Willie too much. You really don't. I never forget when I got on the bus before they let me go back and pulled the big curtain aside. The bus driver was a fan of my show in Austin. He said, hey, "Sean, you may not want to talk politics once you go behind the curtain." I'm like, no worries, man. <laughs> it's not what I'm going back for. Um, it's a long time ago. <laughs> oh, it smells in here. You know they had the Simpsons on the TV on the honeysuckle rows. They were playing The Simpsons. <laughs> Oddly perfect. All right. Uh, Sean, we'll take a break. News Talk 550 KTSA. The question is, will he be held accountable, specifically for what his role was on January 6th? January and we know 6th, what it was. Right. It was to incite a deadly insurrection to take over the government. If he's not held accountable for that, I, I suspect democracy will will start to crumble. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Sit down, meathead. News Talk 550 KTSA. Just wish the spirit of Archie Bunker could just show up and just backhand him right across the face. Democracy's going to crumble if Donald Trump isn't put in jail. That's great. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean. Uh, it's my dumb little show on a Monday. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, masks, man, we just keep hearing about masks, masks, Nerdenberg wants you to mask up, Nerdenberg wants your kid in a mask so they can go back to school, I, I, look, I don't know, but I, I'm just gonna throw this out there, I don't, I'll be surprised if they open the schools, well, they got a week and a half left or something like that around here, Chris, it's getting close. Still plenty of time, man, to mess up another generation's education. And, you know, it's time and time again we have examples of the people telling us to put the masks on, not wearing the masks themselves, or whatever whatever protocol they may be insisting upon as far as you and I. So we're just not out there killing people. You know, and uh, once again, we have an example. Uh, the mayor of the District of Columbia, Mayor Muriel Bowser, um, on the very same day that she implemented her indoor mask mandate for the district, she's at a frou-frou wedding, <laughs> according to the Washington Examiner, and uh, which appears to be indoors. Uh, photos and videos of the mayor not wearing a mask. According to the reportage, uh, quote Bowser, who was not Bowser, Bowser, who was not sitting at the table des, uh, designated for her during wedding toasts, did not wear a mask despite not actively eating or drinking. When approached by the Washington Examiner to explain why she was maskless at an event now legally obligated to enforce mask compliance, security blockaded the free press. This past. Uh, I guess they just, uh, this is, I just got this from the Daily Wire. I guess there's finally been a response from the mayor's office. On Saturday, July 31st, Mayor Bowser officiated an outdoor rooftop wedding ceremony followed by an indoor dinner. The mayor wore a mask indoors in compliance with the mandate 
and the organizers and venue staff work to create a safe environment for the staff and guests. That's not the point. Your mandate specifically says indoor activities such as that, everybody's going to be masked. Statement goes on. We continue to emphasize everyone should be vaccinated as soon as possible and to wear a mask at indoor public settings to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your neighbors. Why, why not her? So, yeah, I, the, the, the problem is, and Steve, uh, listener Steve had, p- had picked up on this earlier, is that the elites don't think that they're involved. Um, this is a situation with this vat, with this pandemic and Delta variants, whatever the hell, where the people who cannot, couldn't be any more condescending and insulting about people not wearing masks or people being unvaccinated themselves just do not feel it is necessary for them to do that. It's for the little people. Unless you're a migrant. Again, if you're a migrant, ah, it doesn't matter. Just get on the bus. Here's some Kleenex. So, you know, it's it, it bewildering to me why these people, some of whom are not, you know, the deepest individuals on the, on the face of the planet, are so unaware as to how they invalidate anything they say when either, like Fauci, they're caught lying about it or not following their own edicts. You know, because, and, and I understand why. Uh, because for you and they, they, you and I are not their concern. You, well, you and I are their concern when it comes to voting. Uh, you know, because we're domestic threats. We voted for Trump. We voted for him twice, actually. Uh, even though who knows how many of those votes were just destroyed or flushed down the toilet or left in a ditch somewhere in New Jersey. You and I don't matter only when it comes to election day, and they're going to cheat us out of that election anyway. So whether or not they're valid with with you and I is irrelevant to them. These are the same people that during the George Floyd riots were out there saying there there were peaceful protests. And, you know, January 6th was worse than freaking 9-11. The people they are concerned with are the stupid people. The low-info, low-content people. That if as long as the right person is telling them whatever it is, you know, if it's if, as long as they're a Democrat or they're Mariel Bowser or they're they're uh, stinking Lori stinking Lightfoot or they're Nancy Pelosi, all right, as long as though or any number of people in national media, okay, just wear the damn mask. Just, and the reason is they they, they wrap, and I, I say this all the time, they wrap a lot of these uh, these uh, edicts, which is what they are, mandates, whatever you want to call them, in this sanctimonious crap of saving lives. And yet they provide no uh, you know evidence as to why that's true. Well, that's why they're called pushovers. More, yes, pushovers. Stupid people are easily pushed over. Okay. You stupid Trump supporters, just put on the damn mask. You're killing people. How do you figure? Well, you are. <laughs> what about all those people coming over the border that are COVID positive? You, you're just a racist and you hate, you hate people. Just wear the damn mask. Kiss my left batachial, you know? I'm so sick of it all. Uh, I am. I'm just I'm sick of it. These people have no validity whatsoever. I don't care who you're talking Walensky from the CDC, Fauci, that little booger, that little snot, you know, or you're dealing with any member of folks within the Democratic Party at the top of the food chain. They're, they're all full of crap. And they depend on a steady stream of morons uh, for their support base. And morons they are. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five. You know, it's like people who still are driving around with the Beto stickers. Oh, God. Here's uh, Richard. Richard, how you doing? Pretty good for a Monday. I must say. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Uh, hey, Sean, I just want to talk about two letters, U and N, added to words like un, 
woke, unmasked, <laughs> unable to die in a communist dictatorship as a slave, whether it be foreign or domestic. Mm. Two, two letters make up my whole conversation. UN, un. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice, Richard. I appreciate the call, man, as usual. Thank, thanks for checking in, man. Well, I, 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 I'm trying to do as few selfies as possible because I, I think one of the worst things to happen to the human race is, in fact, a selfie. And so every time I post a selfie, I feel like I'm destroying the human race, one selfie at a time. The selfies is what's going to do us in. Uh, but I posted a selfie over the weekend of a new hat I got, or I had made. We know some great grammar. I got I have a new hat I got. But I, I got one of these self, you know, these hats where you can get the embroidery, you know, and it says, cancel me, period, make my day, period. And that's really how I feel about it. Now, it was funny, right, Chris? Because you can kind of tell the people when I posted that who don't really follow the news. Because we don't want you to get fired. We don't want your show to be canceled. It's like, it's not what I'm talking about. I don't want your show to be canceled. I like your show. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about the cancel culture. I care nothing for the cancel culture. I do not care one molecule for the idea of people being canceled. In fact, my hatred of the cancel culture has become so profound just over the past couple of weeks since my experience at the hospital that I, I court the cancel people. I tr- I'm trying to be even more offensive now than I ever have in my life. And I'm not overdoing my offensiveness. I'm just being even more honest about what I think. Because if it upsets you, you're the one in the room with the problem, not me, man. So cancel me. Go ahead, cancel me. Make my stinking day. I like offending people. <laughs> I do, man. I You don't know. I truly enjoy offending the snot out of people. It, people people who, who need to be offended, I like to offend. And I want to offend them. Didn't I tell some chick to go make me a sandwich on Friday? Yeah. yeah. It's not because I actually believe chicks should make me sandwiches. But I wanted that chick to make me a sandwich because I knew that would offend her. Go home and get your shine box. Go get your stinking shine box and bring me back a sandwich. I just don't care anymore, man. Because this woke crap. Aren't you glad that the purple-haired lesbian chick like that's in transition or whatever, the soccer chick, that they, they, they lost to the Canadians? No gold, right, Chris? Silver and bronze, silver and bronze. They're all taking home medals that are made out of tinfoil and aluminum. They what? just have a chance for bronze. That's it. That's it. Now they're going for the tinfoil. <laughs> they're going for the aluminum your cookie sheet is made out of. They're going for hungry man silver, you know. I'm that, I don't really care about the Olympics, but that kind of makes me happy, right? It's like, well, you're woke ass. I guess should have been playing soccer, huh? I guess when you was being woke, you should have been training at your soccer thing, and you wasn't. You was more concerned about being woke, and now you broke because you're going home with no medal. Take your eye off the ball, man. You gotta if you're good at something, you gotta like stick to what you're good at and just focus on that. But people have a you know a little bit of success, and then they become what, Chris? They become all self-important. Well, I'm really good at soccer, and I'm I'm a tranny chick, so I can now tell people how to live. You know, and it's like no, you can't. Especially when you suck at soccer. You know, you start sucking at soccer at the Olympic level. No, sweetheart, you kind of lose all validity to tell people how to how to live, and what your precious thoughts on racism and the American flag are. Well, that's when you start kneeling for the national anthem. <laughs> You have no other resort, and you know you suck. You know you suck. You lost to the Swedes and the Canadians. I don't care how you feel about not meddling or whatever it is or getting the medal, but hey, uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Purple Haze there. Yeah, you, you, you lost to the Canadians and the Swedes. I don't think we've lost to the Canadians in like 20 years. You lost to Canada. <laughs> Sucks for you, man, at the Olympics. Bet she's like, thinking, I wish I'd have been like that Biles chick and just said I had mental health issues and I could have bowed out before I started sucking at my own game. I think it's because her mental health was no question. <laughs> right. Because for everyone, your mental health is in question. 
So the woke chicks go down in flames to the Canadians and the Swedes. Well done. 210 That's called karma, baby. 210 It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. 23 minutes after 10 on our bizarre little show on a Monday, a rainy Monday. It's still kind of nasty out there, so be careful if you're driving around town. Watch for flash flooding. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Some more pop culture stuff that I saw over the weekend. Um, well, first off, I'm sick of it being Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. Can we just stop? Okay, you know, okay, when was that? How many days ago was that? And I feel like all weekend long, on because I didn't do a lot this weekend. I was trying to chill. I got to still chill out for a couple of weeks, you know, recovering and stuff. And so I just spent a lot of time just cruising Facebook mindlessly. You know, sometimes that's when I feel really bad about social media, when I find myself just mindless, not even posting anything, just mindlessly cruising Facebook just to occupy your brain with mindless crap. And I just kept seeing the Arnold, or it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. You know, I am celebrating my birthday with my family, except for the love child from the nanny. You know, like, that that kid's not in any of the family pictures. Have you noticed that? And the reason I bring up uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is because, and I didn't realize this until this weekend, you know they're making a The Expendables 4. <laughs> Big smile on Chris's. Chris, have you seen any of those? Don, have you seen The Expendables 4? This is uh, where it's Sylvester. It's like every washed-up action hero they can dig up from the you know eighties and nineties. They pack into these movies, and they're mercenaries, you know, and they go around and kill people. I wonder what the body count on, on the first three movies, as far as how much of a section of the human race the Expendables actually just took out in ninety minutes of film action. And so they're making the fourth one. And it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham. Who else, Chris? Harrison Ford was in the last one. That's a, that was a low point in his career. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, hell, I just went blank on his name. Uh, oh, Mel Gibson was in the last one, too, I believe. And so they're actually making a, a, a the expend, an Expendables 4. Mickey Rourke is, is, is pops up in these damn things every now and again. And the main reason I bring it up, and you're gonna you'll laugh, you're gonna laugh at me. Because I don't I still don't really know what this says about my relationship with my wife. But you know the very first movie that we saw, it wasn't like Bridges of Madison County or Sleeveless in Seattle or you know, it wasn't like a, it was do you know the very first movie she and I ever my wife and I the very first movie we ever watched together, The Expendables, the first one. We watched it by candlelight over a nice Chianti. The lights were turned down low. Sliced alone started greasing people, and I said, I love you. But, I mean, so The Expendables have kind of tracked our relationship. It's like that was our very first movie. And you haven't seen any of them? They're, they're extremely yeah. cheesy. Yeah, I, I mean, it ain't, it ain't Macbeth, you know what I mean? It's they're very cheesy, and it's purely for the value of watching all these old fart action guys chew the scenery, you know, together. Right. I've got Bruce you. Willis was in a couple of them, and so now they're making a fourth one. And I just, I, I, you know, the last one really kind of sucked because the last one was the last was the, was the only PG thirteen one. So I'm just hoping the next one isn't like G rated, you know, and it's. <laughs> The Expendables take on Six Flags, you know. Or, or... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's a Luby's in San Antonio. They don't offer no senior discount. Right. I've been hired by Mr. Snow to go out there and <laughs> get our discount back. Who's with me? The expend oh, Basically, the movie is just The Expendables. Uh, trading insults with strangers on Facebook and then killing them. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's the whole. Oh, well, that's the whole. Not killing them. 
The yeah. premise for any other uh, uh, Expendables movies is these guys insulting somebody and then greasing them. Right. Now it'll be just really mean tweets and, yeah, and comments memes. on Facebook. Right. They'll wait for the bad guy to post something on Facebook, and Stallone's like, yo, educate yourself. <laughs> post. <laughs> Comment. Yo, I dislike that one. <laughs> Here's what I think of your meme. Comment. Meanie face. Like, if you really actually had a job where you needed some guys to come over and take over some country from some corrupt, you know, illegally elected president or whatever, you know, wouldn't would, would you want some younger dudes rather than... They're all in their mid to late 70s now. You're going to spend millions of dollars to send these guys and Jason Statham to go, you know... He's the youngest one in the crowd, and he's, he's like in his 50s now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Call them the dependables. <laughs> And that was Chris. A, didn't you say that joke once? That's, that was an, I think that was originally a Chris Glasgow I joke. So. It the Dependables. Like, sounds like it. <laughs> and that was the first movie you watched with Syria was the Expendables. Expendables. Oh. I mean, Dependables, like the diapers. <laughs> Dependables. That was that was that was our first movie. It, it just you know it just brings a tear to my eye when I see an Expendables movie. I can't say it. I was going to pick on you, and then I remember the first movie. That I went to see with my wife. Now, of course, you know, you know that we knew each other a long time before we got married. But the first movie we went to see together was Eddie Murphy's Raw. <laughs> 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 or was that the other one? No, that was she, the other one. That was the, no, that was the, was Raw. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Don, what have you done for me lately, Don? That was your first movie? <laughs> that was the first movie. I Ooh. figured if she could hang through this, she could hang through anything. I guess and so. And she sat there and horse laughed through the entire Did thing. She? Yeah. You know, it, it, so you watched that. That was the first movie you watched with your eventually-to-be wife. Right. I had a really weird experience with that movie because I'm watching it with my daughter for the first time, <laughs> and she's 20. <laughs> and we get to some parts of that. I'm like, oh, baby, no, no, baby, guys aren't like that. No, no. Eddie, Eddie, just be funny. He's just being funny. Right. I thought he was worse and delirious. I couldn't. He was bad in both, really, in that sense. But it was funny. It sure was. Wouldn't get wouldn't get produced today. <laughs> Cancel his ass so quick. Right. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm shine. I'm shine. This is my show. You like my show? Um, <laughs> I see you, and I see you, and I see you, and you. And you put some clothes on. Uh, the phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Michael and Walt, hang on. Uh, you know a couple things here. First off, Fox just had a big story on the crisis in the border. We got more COVID positive people just showing up at hotels and motels along the border in Texas towns. Nobody locally is you know knows. Quayars out there calling for a border czar. They're going to do nothing about it. Uh, the other thing I was talking about, then we'll go to the phones about the people now calling up with their first date movies, which is kind of interesting. But you see the video uh, of this the two dudes or the bunch of dudes getting into it on, on, a, on a flight into Austin on Sunday? I mean, they're beating the crap out of each other. It's, you know. When we, we, we see that happening more and more where people are just getting into fights on airplanes. And we talked about this in Ware and Rima earlier. And, you know, I just, I think in general people are just edgy. I think people are just on stinking edge right now. And I think we've been on edge since this pandemic thing began. People are stressed. They're edgy. They're angry. Well, I think flying has always had a element of edginess to it anyway well, yeah whenever anybody lands everybody's so anxious to get up and get off yeah so, so well yeah so it's kind of for some people it's a kind of in normally a stressful experience and you add a global stinking pandemic on top of it and shove a bunch of eddy you know edgy dudes into a long metal tube <laughs> you can't go anywhere some mess is gonna go down man I'd have been the guy like, hey, hey, man, there's a beverage here. No, well, not anymore. But uh, for many multiple reasons. But, I, you know, I, I don't think it's any deeper than that. Why you're seeing this stuff happening on, happening on flights more and more, I just think people are on edge, man. 
Uh, as far as your, uh, here's Walt wants to talk about is the first movie, uh, date night or whatever, uh, the movie he saw on, his, on a dating experience. Hey, Walt, how you doing? It was in Monterey, California. I had to take a cab with this girl I barely knew to Pacific Grove. And, of course, we saw the movie, couldn't afford a cab fare back, so we were walking back. But uh, the, the, the movie was a Tom Selleck movie, and everybody likes Tom Selleck, okay? A rape movie is bad enough, but a prison rape movie. Oh, my was, God. What are you talking about? A Tom Selleck prison rape movie? Yeah, and you're you're walking home with this girl, and, well, how do you talk? And, hey, didn't you love the scene where blah, blah? And I'm thinking, oh, this date's a total failure. And then we walk past this fence, and a big, massive pit bull or whatever charged the fence and made it bulge. And luckily, the girl reached out to grab me. I reached out to grab her. And you end up happily married for the next 30 years. Almost that good, brother. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I feel bad for all the eviction moratorium people, but they should have. All right. Uh, okay. We're going from bulging fences and pit bulls to date rape movies starring, you know, or rape, prison rape movies with Tom Selleck to what, what did he end up with? Moratoriums on the eviction thing? My God, dude, take it easy, man. Would you just take it easy? And what is this prison rape movie with Tom Selleck? <laughs> the hell did he make that movie? You know, I don't remember when the hell that was. that in between seasons of Magnum P.I.? He slid a prison rape movie in between there? God, man. Ooh. On our second date, we went to see Caligula. Did you know Tom Selleck was in that, too? Only for about two seconds. Now, about this border czar situation. My job is so weird. <laughs> what I do for a living is so stinking weird. I love it, don't get me wrong. But, man, do I have a weird job on occasion. <laughs> what were the westerns that he used to be in? Remember the TV movie Westerns he did? Oh, Tom Selleck? Yeah. Was it the Quigley movies? Not Quigley down on Was this the one after? It was the prison rape movie after Quigley? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but remember, remember the TV Westerns he had? He said, you know, what the hell? I, I, I'm unaware oh, God. of a Tom Selleck prison rape movie. That was the craziest phone call. <laughs> that was. That was like a rolling acid trip, it man. It was like somebody, do I'm not still... do a line of cocaine, uh, then call the radio station. I'm, I'm straight as an arrow, but I'm seeing trails after talking to that guy for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Tom Selleck, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they all look the same. All those mustache. Guys with mustaches all look the same. I don't remember Tom the... Selleck wasn't in Midnight Express. No! I can't remember the name of the movie. <sighs> So that's why I can only think of American Me. That's why I said everything's almost. <laughs> Tom Selleck wasn't in that. Oh, my God. That was Stacy Keach. Oh, God. What the hell's going on here? They're bulging fences. They've got the bulging fences. I'm like, man, are you peeking? What's going on with you? <laughs> Getting a little Biden-esque on us there, man. Listen, Corn Pop. <laughs> What a weird day, man. It rains heavy in San Antonio. Everybody loses their minds. <laughs> it's like the rain is such an odd thing for us. It starts raining and people just go nuts for 24 hours. Well, the best part was watching your face as you were trying to follow what he was talking about. You know, I, I, yeah, he just went all over the place. It's like, you know, hey, man, I can't run too fast right now, even intellectually. I might start sparking. Here's a <laughs> bulging fences, pit bulls. Here's, here's Paul. Who's charging? Here's Paul. <laughs> you, get, you guys are having too much fun. Uh, you, can, uh, you know, on this people that are that are on edge, why America is on edge. Uh, uh, we are. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, Pretend that you, you probably know people that have bad parents. Maybe mm. they're 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 a, a borderline mafia, and and their kids have to occasionally do a drug run or or a hit and all. What? Don't, don't you think that family? All right, I, 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 well, my God, man, we're really going down the rabbit hole here. What are you talking about? 
people are on edge because occasionally they had to do a hit for their mom? What are you talking about? Ah, yeah. My God, man. Welcome to Wonderland, man. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Because we're tripping through the looking glass on this show, man. Y'all need to calm down. <laughs> I don't know how much Zequel y'all did last night, but just come, let's come on back down to earth now for the final few moments of the show, shall we? 210-599-5555. I am the stinking walrus. I don't know what the hell's going on. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. If you're just tuning in, we, we had two weird-ass callers in a, in a row. And, and according to Chris, we had a third caller uh, call up during the, the, the... Because the first caller was rambling about a Tom Selleck prison rape movie. And Chris, do we have verification on this? Well, a caller called up and said that the movie was called An Innocent Man. And the uh, hell are you people up, watching, man? Looks like it was released in eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Well, you have to be a pretty tall dude to take on Tom and Cell Block D. I'm just saying. That guy must have been a giant, man. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just not a role he would. You would think of Tom Selleck or a position you'd think of him being in. Hey, little man, go get my tray. TC. I'm serious, man. This has been a that was one weird 15 minutes of broadcasting, wasn't it? Alex wants to talk about Beto. Alex, please don't be weird. I'm gonna be funny. I'm not gonna be weird because the person I'm gonna talk about is weird. I'd like to implement taller. Collars on the shirts to cover that nasty bone coming out of Beto O'Rourke's throat. That's gross. Have a good one, man. Bye. What? Even Alex was bizarre. Was he talking about his Adam's apple? It's possible. (laughs) I don't even know anymore. Was it raining absinthe before I went on the air? Was it some kind of, you know, somebody seed the, the, the clouds with absinthe? This has been a weird-ass 15 minutes on this show, and it had nothing to do with me, man. Well, it looks like there's some people out there just going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. It's only Monday. Wow. Halfway through the second phone call, when you scream, I am the walrus. <laughs> <laughs> We're all tripping. We be tripping, man. Y'all be tripping. Like the walrus. Y'all be tripping. Well, at least they're watching your show. <laughs> For some people, apparently, the show is quite visual today, in that their you know car radio is breathing. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, it's what's zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do you ever laugh so hard your nose runs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah is that happen to you? Just, just empty your nasal passages <laughs> on the board. The last fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, according uh, to Doctor Fauci. Anyway, um, you think they're tears, but it's snot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a boogie in your nose. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, there you go. 35 years in the business just to do this crap on the air. <laughs> I was going to save the world. <laughs> I was going to change the world as a broadcaster. Now I'm doing, I'm doing booger jokes, you know. I'm 53-year-old man doing booger jokes on the radio. Well, there you go. Sad state of affairs. Does well, David want to talk about anything on line one? Uh, yeah. Oh, God, I was afraid. You went from dun da da to... <laughs> so Hello? David! Hey, Sean, welcome back. I'm glad you're making recuperations. Thank uh, you. All I wanted to say is that I I have no... I may be unpatriotic, but I have no sympathy for the women's soccer team, for the people, the way they show their, their patooties off and during the... Uh, okay. What did you say? I'm not sure if he said something bad or not. No, he didn't, right? He was talking with their butts. Okay. Oh, God. You know, last call of the day. <laughs> I got to look over at Don Morgan. Did he? Was he talking about the butts, right, when he said that? So that's cool, right? 
I'm done for the day, man. I'm going to go home and take some meds and <laughs> take a nap. Change my battery on my defibrillator. I'm going to literally <laughs> unplug for a while. Oh, go, man. Go watch a Time Sonic movie. <laughs> no. No, nah, I think I'll stay away from anything regarding Tom Selleck for a few days. Didn't know he did a prison rape movie in the 80s. I wasn't aware of that either. Uh, I don't know how that one got by me. Because <laughs> you know when it came to prison movies, if it didn't have Linda Blair in it, I wasn't watching. Um, <laughs> God help me. All right. Uh, well, we'll see what happens with the COVID overnight. We'll see if we get a border czar between now and tomorrow. Uh, programming note, Trey's going to Sturgis on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so I'm going to be doing the 550 KTSA morning news. And because I, I guess they don't want me, you know, setting off my defibrillator, I'll be, Jack Riccardi's going to be doing my show. So that'll be cool from 9 to 11. I just kind of got the word on that. Thank you, Jack. You rock, brother. Uh, beyond that, you can email me and, just, you know, email me some weird crap, whatever's on your brain. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I want to put it out there today. Uh, Sean at KTSA.com. Sean at KTSA.com. Well, hey, we made you laugh, didn't we? On a rainy-ass Monday in the pandemic, we made you laugh on this dumb little show. And now we got the very cool Markley Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. And Mr. Tom Selleck. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.